We weren't recording that whole time. Told you, two bottle podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Messengers Podcast. I am Chris Searles, and with me today, as I was going to say, as always, but it's not, not necessarily been as always, is Rob Seifert, our creative director here at Searles Graphics. How you doing? Uh, today, we are talking about a topic It's a little uncomfortable for me to talk about. Um, uh, really, I would consider this maybe one of my biggest failures in in my professional career um it's a little uncomfortable because i usually just don't i don't like to dwell on that kind of stuff i like to learn from it and move on and move forward and and um just try not to make the same mistakes twice um but uh this was a i think it's kind of important i think it's important i guess in terms of maybe who our audience is and you know people that are trying to grow and build their businesses and um you know either learn from the mistakes that we've made and and don't make them yourself or uh, maybe understand that it's okay to make mistakes and to fail and um you know but again learn from it move on move forward and and take it from there so um this was a uh magazine that we attempted to publish from the ground up. We, uh, I guess a little background, a little backstory is we have a, um, we had a client who came to us who was looking to publish a magazine uh, and they had a very specific distribution that was valuable uh, and it was a good idea. I mean, I still stand by the fact that that idea certainly could work, should work. Mm-hmm. Um, uh but it was a good idea but this particular client ended up uh kind of a long story but we ended up getting stuck for a lot of money we were doing the printing i don't think we were doing the artwork on that one right no we were just we were, doing the print no we were doing the oh art we were too. doing the art too yeah, we did the whole thing yeah um so they were kind of they were they were publishing it we were printing and and designing, designing um and we got we got stuck for a lot of money, um, you know, somewhere in the range of 50,000 plus, um, that it was the owner of the business ended up getting indicted by a couple of federal agencies. And, uh, it was, it was kind mm-hmm. of an interesting, uh, an interesting time and an interesting story in and of itself. But, um, when that kind of went away, we believed in the in the idea it's one of the reasons why we took the work on initially i mean you know we did it for a couple of maybe two years or so before right um before it went bad but um we we were friendly with the company that was distributing the magazines right too. they were yeah. a client of ours so it kind of lent itself to the relationship right and the distribution was everything i mean that was the whole um the whole product was based on the distribution and so I kind of made the decision that I wanted to try to do it ourselves. You know, I kind of figured we had sales staff in house. We have printing capability. We had the design capability. Yeah. How hard could it be to? We were doing about do the rest. Well, seventy five percent of it, it seemed right. Yeah. At the time, we just needed writers, and you know. Yeah, just needed to produce the publication itself. So, 
so we made the decision to take it on. We worked out with the uh, the company where the distribution was happening, worked out to just kind of fit right into that slot and take it over. And, um, and things were going well. I mean, at the beginning they were going well and, and, um, I really kind of, I guess, um, the first mistake that we made, which didn't ultimately, I guess, cost us all that much because our target, really my target for it was three years, start breaking even by year three mm -hmm. and then hopefully turning a profit Just beyond that. Yeah. And, and we did that. We hit that target by year three. We were, we were breaking even and, um, and it was, it was going pretty well. Um, but I would say kind of even before we got to that point, I, th I think the first mistake that we made was, um, right when we decided we were going to do this, I think it was somewhere around like December, January of, of whatever year it was. Um, we hadn't really flushed anything out. We didn't have ad pricing. We, I mean, we, we really hadn't come up with much more than, Hey, we're going to do this and, and, you know, try to launch by the summer. Um, and we had somebody who kind of right away said, I want the back cover. I want the first five back covers. I'll take it. Um, and I guess my inexperience in the publishing industry, I didn't know what that really meant. I knew we had a good product and I, so, sure. um, and we kind of sat on it for a little bit and said, okay, well, we're, we're not really ready. And, um, you know, we're still working. We don't have any ad pricing yet. We don't have anything ready to go, but, but, you know, stay tuned and we'll, we'll get back to you. And it was a couple months until we kind of got all of our stuff together. Uh, and so I would say, you know, mistake number one was not saying, okay, great writing up a, a contract and, and coming up with a price then and there and saying, mm -hmm. okay, here you go. We are in and, and we'll figure the rest out later. Right. Um, you know, so I, I guess takeaway number one from this episode is if you have the sale, take it as yeah. long as you know, you can fulfill it. I mean, there was no, you know, it wasn't like we were taking money and then worried that that money was going to have to go into production and, and, you know, it would be disappear if we failed to do anything you know we weren't going to ask for a check until we were ready to go anyway it was just signing a contract and getting it done sure. you know we should have gotten it done, done everything we had to do dropped everything and just said okay let's get it done right. um so i i think that was certainly you know yeah. mistake number one and then realizing yeah. after the fact once we had a little more exposure in the industry and and again i think some of it comes with having some experience in it and knowing you know we have another uh, uh product that we sell where we sell all the advertising and and do all that and sure. um having done that for so long you know we're we sell our back covers and we do that but uh not knowing that most of the time in publishing a lot of times you're giving your back cover away as an upsell to get somebody on a long-term contract or right. um you know but i just kind of assumed well no, it, this is, it's a valuable product. We, you know, and, and you're just kind of validating what we're doing because right, right away it was somebody that wanted that and there's going to be more people out there even if that goes away. Uh, right. And then it took us a while to get back to that point where, where we had created that demand for a premium spot like that. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, just thinking back to when we first started the project, um, I think that, you know, I mean, when we talked about uh, this subject, I kind of titled it the Mistakes Confessional. 
where we, you know, we were both in production on this project, you know, for years. And, uh, you know, mm -hmm. we, we, we put a lot of effort into it. And I think back to the beginning of it when we did start it and we got geared up. And like I said before, I, I think we both felt we had about, you know, 75% of it under control. We just had to figure the other 25% out. But there was a lot more to it than that. And, and part of it initially, in my opinion, was the staffing here uh, in our office. I mean, we, you know, we don't have a huge staff and we were already staffed to do, you know, commercial print and web production, and all sorts of marketing services. And then we were taking on a publication. And I think we underestimated the amount of time it would take to do it. And I felt that at times we really didn't allocate enough of our manpower and time to it. And at the time, it was new for us. And I'm the kind of person that kind of just says, okay, we're going to buckle down and get this done and, and make it happen. But at that point, it probably should have been a conversation that I initiated with you and said, okay, we might be biting off a little more than we can chew in terms of production. And mm -hmm. that, that, you know, and that's kind of a regret I have is that I couldn't have that honest conversation with you at that point and say, we really have to reapproach this and, 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 you know, take a different look at it yeah. so that we have the manpower to do this thing the right way. Right. And I think some of that goes to our approach to the whole thing, which was we kind of figured we're not going to have to sink a lot of money into this. You know, we, we're going to have to put time, you know, it's going to be time and effort mm -hmm. um, and we might have to float, you know, paper costs and things like that. But as long as we have time on a press, sure. know, it's not like we're not taking on work to get this done in production. And the same thing in our art department, right? Mm -hmm. Is was if we have the time in the art department to get the artwork done, it's not costing us anything mm -hmm. where we sh should have not applied that philosophy was one in sales. You know, we kind of figured, well, we have a sales staff that's already sell doing, you know, some ad sales. And right. um, we kind of figured that would just naturally lend itself. And especially because the, the target for that sales effort was a lot of the people that we already do business with. And we kind of, so we kind of took it for granted, or at least I took it for granted a little bit that I thought we had our, our um, I guess our reach was a little deeper than it really was in terms of how easy it would be to sell um, based on the infrastructure that we had in place and based on uh, our existing client base. Right. And really what we should have got into it with was knowing that this, from a sales standpoint, should have been a completely separate sales effort in and of itself that you know there should have been somebody who was dedicated to selling that product and making it successful from that standpoint right um and i think again a lot of that comes down to and and uh it kind of touches then on another uh, point of failure that i think you you kind of alluded to a little bit is you know we this was years i mean i think it was six years that we worked on the, the right. publication for um, and like I said, for the first three, everything was on target. We, we were, you know, we obviously made some mistakes and learned and, and, but, but we got there. Um, and then what happened was something that, uh, and I think this is, it's weird how this kind of came about. And I think it's, um, uh, I had, I had planned for the eventuality that we would lose the distribution that we had. Um, and the kind of from day one, I knew that 
that product the way that we were initially selling it was based on that distribution. If something happens with that, it's gone and we lose everything we've invested. So mm. I, f from the beginning, was kind of planning for that and uh, hedging against that eventuality. So when it happened, uh, because the distribution wasn't going the way that we wanted it to, and we felt like we were then selling a product to our advertisers that we couldn't deliver because the distribution wasn't being done the way that we were that it was supposed to be getting done and i was spending you know two days a week just trying to make sure that it got distributed properly and, mm -hmm. and take it those issues were taken care of um and it just wasn't happening mm -hmm. and it started to uh erode our relationship with our client who you know is still a, a good client and mm -hmm. we still have a great relationship but it started to to uh, negatively affect that relationship and so kind of mutually agreed that hey this is not working and, and we just got to kind of call it quits right. really at that point looking back on it in hindsight should have known well that was the product and if that doesn't exist the product doesn't exist and we should just throw in the towel and say okay it didn't work um, but instead, because I had kind of planned for that and, mm -hmm. and, and expected that it may happen at some point in the future, took it on and said, okay, well, I've been planning for this and, and, and worrying about it happening and um, understanding and, and trying to come up with a way to, to adjust and pivot if it happens. So now we just need to implement those plans. Um, and then really we lost everything that differentiated us from every mm. other publication that was doing the, you know, that same was... type of thing that we were doing mm -hmm. and we should have, that should have been the key. It should have just been, okay, well it failed and let's cut our losses and move on. And instead it dragged on for three more years. Right. And, and I think just... that's the point exactly what you're saying is that that distribution method distinguished the publication and without it, we became the same as any other publication that's yeah. distributed in this area, and it's much more competitive. Right, and it doesn't and we, distinguish us. And I think you know we tried to convince ourselves that that we yeah. weren't the same because we you know, in reality we weren't. I mean, it was you know we didn't just do the same stuff everybody else was doing. Yeah. Um, and we tried to reach a different market. And when mm -hmm. we did, I mean, our, the readers loved the publication. There was no, mm -hmm. the readership wasn't the problem. It was convincing the advertisers that the readers loved the publication. Sure. Right. Um, and again, which kind of comes down to not really having the sales staff to really kind of back that up. And then again, that story, right? and really looking at it and saying, well, once we lost the distribution that we had and that differentiating factor, really you're kind of looking at now we're starting over from ground zero again. And we didn't really approach it that way. Right. You know, we kind of said, well, we're still doing the same thing. It's just the distribution is a little different and we might cover a different area. And, and, well, the, um, you know, the focus of the magazine did change a bit uh, geographically. Once, yeah. Right. Once the yeah. right with with our advertising efforts mm -hmm. with a lot because of the distribution change. But again, I mean, looking back at that point and when that happened, I mean, if we're talking about mistakes again, uh, when it came to my attention that the distribution was going to be different, uh, I neglected to give you my true opinion on it. 
<laughs> and, you know, uh, you know, now that we've worked together many more years, I'm, you know, I'm usually pretty upfront about, about things. Yeah. But, you know, at that point, I considered having a conversation with you about it that I might that in my opinion that I feel it might have the effort might have been, you know, wasted and, uh, at that point. And in in all honesty and fairness, I probably wouldn't listen to you. True, but at least if you I know, I mean, I you know because I, and again, that's and and certainly, I mean, it, I was wrong, mm-hmm. you know, and and in my head, it was well, I I planned for this, mm-hmm. you know, so we can make it work. I can make it work, right. and really, and a lot of it came down to not wanting it mm-hmm. to fail. Yeah, I didn't want it to be a failure. I didn't want it to. to fail i wanted it to be successful and i right. believed in it um but it, i sh- i should have been yeah big enough or strong enough or whatever whatever it would have taken for me to look at it and say okay well it failed it, yeah. it that was it's just not going to work let's cut our losses and let's move on to something else i think at the time also the uh redirection of the magazine geographically and and the overall idea of the magazine was shifting um, I mean, I had some previous publication experience, you know, working on an East End publication for a few years, and I understood that market mm-hmm. much better. It was more of a high-end Hamptons, East End market, and at the time, I felt that was kind of the direction we should take with the magazine, too, um, and, and it shifted a bit from there. Um, and, you know, again, I, you know, I can't remember particularly how emphatic I was about you know my thoughts to that effect, but again, I'm I'm the kind of person that says, okay, uh, Chris has a different idea about this. Let's give it a shot his way and see how it works. But just truly not understanding the that that commitment to that big of a change, you know, would affect the publication so greatly. Yeah. Well, and and from that standpoint, you know our kind of approach to it was uh, as a, a point of differentiation was not to, you know, we were, the, so the publication was distributed right. primarily through like the Hamptons and that market, um, but not to be, you know, cause there's a new publication that gets launched almost every year out sure. in the Hamptons because it's just people that want to capitalize on, on money, on, you know, the money that's out there in the summer and, mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so what we tried to do was focus more on real people and, you know, and, and the real people either that live there year round or, um, you know, that come out, but they go out into that area, not because they're billionaires and, uh, you know, just have a place where they want to be secluded from everybody out in the Hamptons or where they want to show off how much money they have. But the people that go out in that area because they love the area, you know, they, because that's, it's just. It's yeah. a nice place to be. Yeah, not a luxury market. Right, know. and, you know, so, and that was really, and it doesn't mean that there wasn't, you know, that we weren't targeting readers who had money or, you know, had, you mm-hmm. know, live in Manhattan and have a summer home out in the Hamptons, uh, or even if you can afford to rent a place for the summer out in right. the Hamptons, <laughs> uh, you know, you're you're doing okay. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't that we weren't, targeting those people for as readers it was more that that wasn't the focus of the magazine it wasn't about you know high society it was it was targeted towards just real people and regular people and things that were going on nonprofit organizations stuff that was going on in the area Mm -hmm. um and and that's why kind of to your point when it came time to pivot we didn't pivot into okay well now we're a 
just another publication that's in that area, we kind of said, well, let's take our our editorial focus and maybe geographically shift into a more underserved market in terms of mm-hmm. uh, you know the type of publication we were producing and where it was going. Um, but again, you know, the whole reason we got into publishing was because of the distribution that we had. That was every, that was, that was it. Otherwise we would have never thought about just starting a publication. Right. And that's where I feel like, you know, I, I, I always love the saying, you know, fail early, fail often. Um, and we failed on both of those counts because we didn't fail early enough to even <laughs> have enough attempts at other things. Mm-hmm. You know, not that we've not failed at other things or I've not failed at other things since then or before that. But, um, but you know, we it it went on for too long. You know, we should have yeah. we should have thrown in the towel and just kind of said, all right, well, we tried it, didn't work, right. and let's move on and let's do something else. Yeah, well, that's hard to do sometimes. I mean, it's really it's hard to do. It's yeah. extremely hard to do. You put a lot of effort into something like that, and like I said, I mean, it was three years. It'd be one thing if if it went four months, five months, six months, and and right away it just was not working at all. But it was working. I mean, we were. Right. We were where we wanted to be after three years, um, but then there was a major change, and mm-hmm. I made the mistake of trying to pivot instead of throwing in the towel when we really should have thrown in the towel. Right. You know. Right. Well, that's you know, and I think the the undercapitalization part of it is important too. Um, you know, where we kind of assumed we had everything we needed mm-hmm. to make that business work. Right. Really, that's what it was. It was a completely different business. It was a new business. And I think um, when we see issues with either clients or new businesses in the area and people that are trying to start something, I think undercapitalization is probably the biggest factor in terms of businesses that are, that succeed or fail. Right. Um, and sometimes it goes the other way. I mean, we've seen, we had, uh, I can think of one, I'm not going to call him out by name, but one notable client where, you know, the guy spent money and he knew, you know, he, he was not worried about, um, every dollar and, and cent knowing that he was, he was investing. I mean, he was investing, but really the, the idea was just not a good good idea and right. that's kind of you know yeah. so we've seen it the other way too but i think the most common area of failure that we see is undercapitalization where where you just don't know what it really takes sometimes to make something like that work and you know a lot of times it's either maybe it's a side gig to start and somebody that's trying to build it in something that can be a full-time business where mm. you know if you don't have money or time you you kind of need one or the other you can't sure. really it, it's hard to make something work really well without both of those without one of those things that's the investment right yeah um you know but and i think that's that was an issue for us too like i said you know where there should have been some dedicated staff on that particular product and we just kind of figured well we have a little bit of extra time here and there mm-hmm. and i you know for me figured well i can work as many hours as i need to work sure. and as long as try I'm, to do it yourself you know yes. and so that's fine and i'll do that and that's i mean i edited it i <laughs> I, right. I did ad sales i i you know managed the whole thing i mean i you know i've learned how to be an editor mm-hmm. I, I wrote 
I, you know, I did write, that was really when I started writing. I mean, now I, you know, I try to write a good amount for, you know, my, my blog and our blog and all that kind of stuff. And, um, but that was the first time I started really doing any of that stuff and, um, you know, just kind of figured, okay, we'll, we'll make it work. But, right. uh, there definitely should have been some, some dedicated resources to just that business as well. Right. Yeah. We definitely needed, uh, help on that end. Yeah. 